my friend, you have found the Functioning Hot Mess Podcast. I'm your host, Tanya Murray, life coach and author. I started this show to share life lessons and hot mess moments along with a few shenanigans to let you know you're not alone in this roller coaster of life. Each week, you'll get a solo episode or an interview to help you improve your self-confidence, create healthy relationships, or become a better parent. If you love what you hear, hit subscribe and I'll automatically show up in your downloads each and every week. All right, let's get on with the show. In keeping with this current theme of connecting, this episode is going to be about connecting with your kids. Now, let me tell you one of the things that creates disconnect just to get this part out of the way is that as parents, we try to remove every discomfort that our kids would experience. We try to protect them physically, emotionally, mentally, all the different ways, and it really can become all-consuming. And we are taking away the one thing that allows our kids to grow. We grow through experiences, through challenges, through pain, through a little bit of suffering. Now, that's not the only way that we grow, but we learn that way. Think of how many times your child as a toddler learning how to walk fell and got up again, fell and got up again. And at some point as parents, we decide that they can't have a negative experience and we become helicopter in our own way. Even if it doesn't look as bad as the neighbor down the street, we do it in our own way where we are trying to overprotect, you know, create that little sense of safety for our children, which yes, that is part of our job, but you know intuitively when you're overdoing it. And so that causes a disconnect. So that is one of the first things that happens when we become disconnected with our kids. So then how do we become connected with our kids? Really, it's time and it doesn't have to be quantity, but it does need to be quality. If the majority of the time that you're spending with your kids, you are distracted, you're on the phone, you're dealing with your own internal chaos and drama, you just aren't present for them. So the first thing you really need to do is get present. But I really want to talk to you a little bit about one of the ways in which it worked for me. And then hopefully you can apply this to you and your own kids, because as we know with kids, there is no one size fits all. And if you're trying to parent multiple kids all in the same way, it's not going to work out for you. It's just not. And you think about it, if you have siblings or even your friends, every single one of you are completely different. Things resonate with all of you differently and your kids are the exact same way. Now, when my kids were little, I knew what they needed because of the time that I spent with them. So for example, my oldest, I knew when he was upset, when he was crying, when he wasn't, you know, I couldn't really soothe him as a parent, even when he was teeny, it was because he was hungry. That kiddo has always had a hangry bug and clear up until he moved out and became an adult and did, is out there adulting. When he was kind of pissy, it was because he was hungry. He was my hangry kid. And so a lot of that was just recognizing that, knowing that rather than get into an argument and a power struggle, I just needed to get him a snack or I needed to be able to have something healthy for him. That was a really a big thing for him. So that was child number one. Child number two was very similar, only his was being tired. That kiddo needed his sleep. So he needed a nap or he needed to go to bed early. And I really just knew that that was what was going on with him. And 
sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't, because we all know how kids power struggle when it's nap time, right? But I knew that's what was going on, which allowed me to have less anxiety, less stress around it. Because even if he didn't go to sleep, I knew that's all that was wrong was he was tired. My youngest was a little bit harder to figure out because he was always just such a happy kid. But when he was upset, it took me a long time to really grasp what was going on. But he's my feeler. If something else in the family was amiss, if his brothers were upset, if somebody was fighting, if there was tension, that's when he was upset. And it was hard to soothe him in that moment because, you know, I was trying to feed one or get one down for a nap or dealing with my own arguments or whatnot was going on. But that was what he needed. Now, I knew I had a good connection with them at that age. And you might resonate with that with your kids, especially if they're little as well. But as they got older, those same things didn't necessarily work. So yes, while my oldest, I could make sure he was fed and whatever. My middle one, it's not like I could send him to go take a nap when he was 15. (laughs) I mean, I maybe could have, but it wouldn't have worked out very well. And then with my youngest, that one has actually gotten easier as we've gotten older because we're able to talk about it. I'm more open to having those types of conversations. I recognize that to me, energy is everything. So when something's amiss with him, I can be like, what energy is coming up? Like we can have a totally different conversation. But just to recognize that as your kids grow, the same things that worked when they were little aren't necessarily going to work now. You need to find a different approach. So there's usually a couple things that we do wrong as parents because we do recognize that things change, right? Next thing you know, you've got teenagers and they're sassy and they want their own authority. They want to be able to run their own lives. And yet we know they don't have fully developed brains and it causes a ruckus, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) So some of the things that we do wrong as parents is we try to be the same person as we were and try to parent them the same way that we did when they were little. We are not allowing for the fact that they're no longer in that age of point and click or don't ask questions, just do. You know, we try to bring the way we parented them as kids into the present. And I actually, I'm so thankful for my kids because my oldest, I don't remember exactly what the circumstance was, but I remember him telling me, mom, we're not little anymore. We can handle those types of conversations. And I was like, oh my gosh, he is so right. Because I was still trying to shield and protect and not have them be disappointed. So I was still creating that environment. And he reminded me that we don't need to be shielded and protected like that anymore. And I was like, oh, he's right. So it's okay if they have some disappointment. It's okay if plans change. And that's something that they get to work through and figure out. So that was really important for me to have that aha moment that I was trying to do things the way I did when they were 10 and now they're 16. It just doesn't work the same. So use that as your aha moment as well as your kids get older to be willing to start teaching them a little more, sharing a little more. Instead of protecting them so much, allow them to experience some of the disappointments so that they're able to work through those with you in the safety of your home rather than not have any disappointments because you have saved them and protected them so much and now they're out in the big bad real world and it's not the same. And now they're not in the safety of your home to try to work through those emotions and feelings as they go. All right. The other thing that we try to do wrong as parents is we try to be cool. So we recognize that they're growing, their friends are coming over, things are changing and shifting, right? And we're 
trying to resonate with them on their level. We're trying to be cool, hip, fun. And it's so clear that it's not authentic. And even if you're trying to make it authentic, kids pick that up. They are not dumb. And they recognize when you're trying to put on a show. They recognize when this isn't really you. You're trying to be their age. There's so much that the that kids pick up when they recognize that your behavior isn't either congruent with who you are or your life experiences. So stop trying to be someone that you're not. Yes, we can be fun. We can be interested, but it's different to be interested in what they're doing, what they're listening to, what movies they're going to, who their friends are, what the activities are like. Yes, please be interested. Let them talk with you about it, but don't try to become one of them. That is a really great way to disconnect from your child because now you're putting yourself in competition mode with them where you are trying to show up, be the center of attention with them and their friend group. It's not going to go very well for you. And then the next thing that we do that is causing disconnect that we're kind of doing wrong is we try to express more control. We try to get them to follow the rules. So when they're little, you know, we're trying to keep them out of a busy street. They don't really have a lot of choice in what we're doing. Maybe you're, you know, they go to school. It's time to start school. They go to school. And while some of those things need to continue as parents, we try to, as they grow up, we're trying to force them to see it our way. So when they're little, it doesn't matter if they get it. It doesn't matter if they see it or understand it because they're too little. And we know they're too little to grasp those concepts. But as they grow, they're mentally maturing. They're able to understand more complex issues and concepts. And so we're trying to force them to see it our way because we have a fear that if they don't view it the way we do, then all hell's going to break loose, right? Pick a reason, pick a catastrophe, whatever. So we have the way we envision school is supposed to look. And we are forcing them to see it our way, subscribe to that belief, and when they don't, we have contention, we disconnect from them, we, it causes a ruckus. And same with religion. I see that a lot. I live in a very religious town. And it's interesting because I hear a lot of adults talk about how their religion was force fed on them and basically shoved down their throat. Who's doing that? Yeah, you can blame it on the community, but it's coming from home. So be open to the fact that even though that may be literally gospel truth to you, it may not be to them. So when your kids start growing and developing and having ideas of their own, when you get in that fear response and trying to force and control their thoughts and beliefs, you're going to disconnect from them and you're going to push them further away from what you consider to be your truth. So allow them to experience their own belief system, allow them to develop a relationship with the higher power of their own understanding and allow it to be different from yours. We get so terrified that they won't see it our way that we really disconnect from our kids because we're trying to shove it down their throats. And I get it. To you, it is so incredibly true and so incredibly important. But if it's not to them, you're going to truly disconnect from them and you're going to lose the relationship that you have and the potential relationship that you could have because you're trying to express more control specifically of their thoughts and get them to follow the thought process. 
Hey, podcast fam. Years ago, I was in a really messy place and I didn't know where to go, where to start. And someone actually recommended a book to me. I started reading and my entire world changed. It was a self-help book. And from then on, I was binging every self-help book I could get my hands on. But what I loved was that the perspective of others, the things they had learned truly changed my life. And it really put me on a forward moving path that I have never had to look back on that I have been so incredibly grateful for. Now, over time, those books started to take over my house. I have a teeny home. I didn't have a ton of space. And what changed for me was I began listening to books. Now you're here, you're listening to this podcast. So I know you know the value of hearing words and being able to listen while you do other household tasks like folding laundry, getting ready for the day, mowing the lawn, whatever it is that you're doing, you're consuming it by listening. And that is exactly what I started doing to conserve space and be able to listen to more was using audiobooks. I love, love, love audiobooks because it gives me the freedom to be able to listen to any genre. I can listen to self-help and then a little bit later I can listen to a murder mystery if I want to. Whatever it is that I need in that moment, it is there. And that is why I'm so excited to let you know that I have paired up with Audible. So as one of my listeners... You can go to www.audibletrial.com forward slash functioning hot mess and try Audible for 30 days for free. Yep, super excited about that because they have every genre under the planet. All of the good books are on there and you can totally get your fill of self-help and everything else that you might need to truly impact your life for the future and you get to try it for 30 days free. Think of how many books you could test out in that time frame. So remember, go to www.audibletrial.com forward slash functioning hot mess and give it a shot for 30 days. If you don't love it, you cancel it. No big deal. All right. With that, we're going to go back to this episode. Now, With that, you do need to recognize that, yes, there are some behaviors that in order to live in your home, they can't exhibit or they need to exhibit. I mean, there are, yes, you can have rules, you can have boundaries, but you need to be able to approach them in a way that allows them to have their own autonomy, allows them to be able to have choices, to get to decide some things. So really start paying attention to If you have deal breakers or rule breakers or, you know, some hard set, strong opinions, really get clear with you. This goes back to a couple weeks ago with connecting with yourself. Why is that so important to you? And can you be open to the possibility that it's not their truth? And if so, then what? So sit with that. Let that mull around. Listen to that part again. Hit rewind on there because that is really something that's very incredibly important. And one of the things I said to my kids when they were going into the teenage years was, I am more of a consultant for you than I have been in the past. So in the past, I was there to help guide you, show you the way, you know, tell you what to do and how to handle certain situations. Now, as you're growing into teenage years, you're going to be facing situations. You're going to be coming up with those things on their own. Please learn and use the information I have taught you in the past But know that I'm not going to come in and tell you what to do and how to do it. 
When you come to me with questions, we're going to talk about it. And yes, I might have some ideas that I think you should do, but I need you to tune into your body to what you know is correct or incorrect and what is the best thing for you to do. So really, I'm here to brainstorm different ideas and solutions for you so that you can test them out and see what which one feels better to you. Now, how does that look in comparison to the way in which you were raised or maybe the way in which you have approached challenges with your kids in the in the past? Completely different, right? To be able to be there as a consult. And kids never need an I told you so. Like if every time they come to you with something, they're like, I am in this mess. And we're like, hey, basically, even in a nice way saying, what did you think was going to happen? Yeah, they already know. If they're coming to you, don't give them that. (laughs) Use your common sense and recognize that the condescending, the condescension, whatever you want to call it, all of that, it's not helpful. The I told you so, the teasing, the what did you think was going to happen? That is your response, your emotional response of not being able to support them emotionally in that moment. When we try to spin it, like it's okay to just be like, oh my gosh, that had to have really sucked. Or how does that make you feel? Allow them to express what's coming up. And maybe you just, instead of telling, ask, how can I best support you through this? What do you need from me? And allow them to work through that. So really, one of the things that is going to help you the most is intentionally connecting. Set the intention to connect with your kids and recognize where you are trying to assert control, power, and authority, where you are creating a power struggle, and recognizing that at that teenage year age, those teenage years, it is part of their development to be able to become more and more independent. Now, if you think about what life is quote unquote supposed to look like, you are raising kids to fly, to soar, to leave the nest. They're supposed to be creating this own independent space. So allow them to do it and support them through it in the best way that you can. That doesn't mean that they get to go run amok. Trust your kids that they're not going to. And usually when they're doing it, it's because they're rebelling against control and authority. So see how you can support them. It's interesting to me how so many people try so hard to force their thoughts, feelings, beliefs on their kids. I know I had it happen to me too. I know I have done that to my own kids. So don't beat yourself up if you find that you have been doing that. Own it. One thing that kids, especially teenagers, love is when you admit to being wrong. And when you can say to them without blaming them, look, I recognize that I have been trying to take over the situation. And yes, you can say these behaviors have been bringing up a lot of fear for me because I care about you but I recognize you're going to do what you're going to do. And let's start over. How can I best support you through this? Like just have that type of conversation that you wish (laughs) your parent would have had with you and allow yourself to kind of start over, but recognize the kids aren't going to let you erase what you've done or what you've said or how it's gone. Just own it and say, I don't have all the answers. You didn't come with an instruction manual. I'm trying to figure this out as I go and I'm winging it a lot. So how about we communicate more and then be truly like mean that kids can feel that energy and then they're going to test you and they're going to see if you mean it 
And so really intentionally come from that space of, okay, I'm new to this. I want to handle it differently. Let's talk about it instead of having the typical reaction that you have had in the past. All right. Now, one of my very favorite tools, as you know, is meditation. So take it to your meditation pillow. Take the question, what can I do to connect with this child? Take that to your meditation pillow and know that the answer is going to come, but it may not come immediately. It's not like you just sit down and automatically have a a thought, but you might. The problem is we take those questions to heart. We take them to our meditation pillow. We take them on a walk with us. Whatever your form of connecting with your body and yourself is, for me, it's meditation. In the past, it used to be if I went jogging, that was, I had the best ideas. So I could take a question on a jog or something. So you do you, whatever it is, go do it, but take that question and make it specific to this child rather than all of my kids. I mean, yeah, you can, but it's going to be super, super impactful if you take it specifically for this child. So take that question. What can I do to connect with this child to your form, whether it be meditation or running or whatever, and then just be open to different ideas that come up. Now, one of the things that we do quite often is we discount it. So we get an idea and then we go, they're not going to care. They're going to shut me down. They're going to say no. Just know that's your fear of being vulnerable for your kids and just be open to, okay, but what if it works? What if I just present this idea and just see, and then go from there. Trust that the ideas that come to you are inspired ideas. They're good ideas. Don't push them off, disregard, or just automatically assume that your kids aren't going to be along for the ride because it's an idea that came to you. So write it down. If you need to sit with it again, sit with it again, but go with it. Allow the possibility of it. So if you have an idea like, maybe my child is open to taking a walk in the evenings with me and we can leave, you know, the earbuds and the dogs and whatever other distractions home and we can just truly go for a walk. Then present that to your child. Even if you're like, there's no way my kid's going to unconnect from computers or unconnect from their phone or whatever and go for a walk with me. Just offer it, you know, take it to your child and say, hey, what if we do this? You know, I know we've been struggling a little bit lately. I know I've been overbearing or I don't know, whatever your words are. I was thinking, what if we just start taking a walk together? We can even walk in silence or we can talk about whatever comes up. So the cool thing about an activity like that, let me just give you a little nerd out moment for for me here, (laughs) is when you are physically moving, like your body is pulling in both right and left brain. So think about it. Every time you take a step, whether it's a step with your right foot or your left foot, you are engaging both sides of your brain, the rational side and the creative side. So you're opening up a lot of possibilities, a lot of creative solutions, and it's going to help you stay calm and in that moment because you're employing a lot of different faculties when you're moving. So it's just a really good food for thought in any type of situation. Take it on a walk, go for a walk. But that's something that you could offer to your kid. See if they're willing to do that with you. If they're little, this is a great practice to get into. I used to do that quite regularly with my kids. Every night at, I think it was 8 p.m. in the summers, we took a dog for a walk. So we would just take one or sometimes when we had two dogs, we'd take both, but we would just go for a walk. And it was really fun to me because my older two kids, they're fire and water. 
oil and water, whatever you want to call it. They are very, very different and they fought constantly. And when we would go on walks and we would get out, those two would be up ahead and they'd be talking and laughing and conversing. And so it was really creating a space for even them to connect with each other. And of course, as soon as we got home, it was back to the battle. But in that moment, in that time, they were connecting. So think about you as a family, how you can do that together as well. So that's just one of my little things that I love to do. But really, don't take mine. I want you to take this to your meditation space and take that, what can I do to connect with this child to your intuition? If you have a thought that comes to you, write it down, trust it. Usually it's first thought, best thought. And then when you feel yourself wanting to resist that thought, again, connect with yourself and say, why am I resisting that? What is coming up for me? And just allow whatever happens to be okay and to learn and to allow it as a possibility. All right, my friend, I truly believe that regardless of the relationship that you have with your kids, you can strengthen it at any time. I don't care if your kids are adults and they're off living their adult life, doing their adult thing. You can strengthen your connection with them. Don't ever feel like it's too late. Don't feel like they're too far gone or things have gotten too chaotic. Your kids love you. Your kids want you in their life and you can repair that. You may have to eat a little crow. You might have to recognize that you have been messing up in a lot of ways and guess what? Suck it up. Own it and allow that to be part of what can bring you back together. All right. I hope this is helpful for you. As always, please, if this is something that you feel will resonate with others, please, please, please share this episode with them. And I will be back in your downloads soon. <laughs>